Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Final Fights. I am Mark Hoffmeyer, and joining me is a man who learned to box by studying every move that John Travolta makes in Broken Arrow. It's Tom Tresemer. See, I've I've done really well throughout my career, but it was that last fight I fell apart. I <laughs> fell apart, and I couldn't finish it. Well, you know what? Just ha- like Travolta. You know what happened is, man, you box people, and when you were boxing them, you gave away all of your tricks. So in the final fight, they just learned from you. And then beat you up with your own tactics. I guess, I guess that's my problem is I'm such a teacher that when I'm beating the crap out of somebody, I am trying to give them a world lesson as well and teach <laughs> them in how to better defend themselves. And then I myself am not adapting and learning. It's a bitter, <laughs> bitter curse. So you could beat people five times in a row, but then they beat you the sixth time. So you yes. retired with an MM, like a boxing record of like 50 and 10. <laughs> Pretty much. It's still a very good record, probably yeah. a Hall of Fame record, but it's not as good as what it should have been. Now, so I, I, don't, I think I told you this. I used to box. Like, I boxed for years. I used to train and do all like all this training. And when I was younger, you know, I thought that this Broken Arrow fight was probably the, the baddest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, you're watching this brawl in 96. I was 14. I am watching Christian Slater do spin punches and high kicks, and they're hitting each other with crowbars. And those boxes, man, there's great box work in this fight. There's boxes getting shot, thrown, great box work. But watching this movie again, you know, you start in the beginning with the whole $20 bit that's a theme throughout the film. Their boxing is not good, Tom. Now, even in movie boxing terms, so I know it's a movie, I know there's choreography, I know you can't really box exceptionally well in a movie because that's not entertaining. Neither one of these guys, John Travolta in no way attempted to learn how to throw a correct punch. He to me, he's just throwing like haymakers yeah. like he is going for that killing blow every single time. And then in a turn, uh, Christian Slater is I, I like to call him sea slates. He's throwing like these little jabs that he knows he can't just knock somebody out with. But that's all, it's it's pretty much all that he has. Mm-hmm. So he's throwing all these quick jabs. But again, like on his side, there isn't a ton of technique behind it. It's like, but you know what, though, I kind of like this fight, though, because it's just a. It's just a good old American. I read this review for it, and they just called it a good old American punch fest. And that makes me happy, because this is, man, this is a good old American punch fest. And when I say that, I'm not saying, like, it's just two dudes whapping each other. I mean, you think about in other countries with their martial arts films, there's definitely punches, but there's also more, you know, to it than that. This is just a, a, a rock'em, sock'em robot brawl. You know, I think we read the exact same the exact same uh, review over that, and it that swayed my opinion on it. I I grew up loving this as well, and then I watched it again a few years ago, and 
back then it really didn't age that well with me. And so then when we decided we want to do this, I started doing a little bit more research into it. And I found that review as well. And it does. It makes me appreciate this because it's not just full of martial arts. Like this isn't Jet Li and Jackie Chan flying around everywhere, you know, countering every single punch and kick and throw that comes their way. It's two guys that they've obviously been in scraps before, but they aren't efficient fighters. Like yeah. they, this is not what they do full time as a living. But it's like they know they know how to throw a punch at least. But I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, not. Yeah. You're you're right. It is. It's just a straight up American bulldog fight. And I I like the the story though. You know, you have the opening boxing match. You have Travolta coaching him, kind of the the mentor, and he beats up Slater. And so when this final fight happens, I mean, there's just it's just so much hubris on the side of of Deacons on Vic Deacons uh, against Riley Hale in his final fight. You know, he's he's talking like, you know, you're insane. Ain't it cool? And he has his little fists up. And then, you know, he's pressing his uh, finger up against the guy's skull. And he's like, and you know, it feels like this. You know, he's talking about concussions. And he's just sort of running, like, you know, bleeding is good. We'll see if we can make you bleed more. Like, he's just talking smack the entire he's fight. literally, as, as, as Slater says... His mind has gone to walk off the map. Yeah. Like he is literally going off the deep end before our very eyes. And he's in Travolta is fully embracing it. And I like that. All right. So I guess I guess we should get to this final fight. So basically what happens is Travolta and his Deacon Slater's hail. They're on a flight. They crash this massive like two billion dollar airplane that has a nuclear missile on it. Slay, uh, John Travolta is going to sell it to the highest bidder because he makes no money in the military. He says some generals are idiots. So he just wants to make money. And then this movie is basically about John Travolta trying to take a nuke into Denver and sell it. And Christian Slater's Riley Hale and Terry Carmichael, played by Samantha Mathis, are trying to stop it. And it all comes to head on a train, a train fight, a good old-fashioned train fight, which I'm always down for a train fight from Rush What Love, any of those. And I think it features, though, one of my favorite kills. So Howie Long plays a guy named Kel uh, Kelly. He's a former football player, beast of a football player. You know, they didn't want him in the full movie, Tom, but they liked him so much they kept him around. I think it, it must have been the uh, the scene where he's faking his death in the helicopter with yep. the with the uh, with the mic on. Oh, yeah. Radiation, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's yep, a, green stamp it. We're keeping him. He's a big physical presence in this, though. I mean, he's just a big dude. I do love a scene, though, the scene where... John Travolta tells Howie Long, he's like, find Hale, find Christian Slater. And Howie Long just kind of does like a little side look. I'm like, what? Like, what are you doing? But I do think one of my favorite kills, and in 96, we thought this was the coolest thing, where before the, the final fight's about to start, Chris, uh, let's see, what, Chris Slate? What do you call him? K Slate? C Slate. C Slate. C Slate's on top of the train. He grabs onto a cable. He jumps through and, um, well, oh, man, what does he yell? He yells something out. Incoming. Incoming. Which, he gives away his position. Howie Long turns around and gets kicked out of the train and off of a bridge. I mean, that's a cool, that's a cool practical, it looks practical. It looks like a dude is, like, legit falling. I mean, it's it's a good kill. You think so? You think so, Howie Long's death is good? I think it's great, and I've actually noted that as well, because I think that's when this fight initially starts mm -hmm. like there's a lot of action going on up until this point but this is the exact moment that christian slater or c slates finally gets his rope dope in there you know he dangles that body off one side of the car they they turn that direction and start shooting and then he gets the world's heaviest strongest xlr cable 
and goes swinging in there, Tarzan, and he does. He kicks Howie Long, and that's like the the highest bridge in the world that he is falling off of at that time. It takes like 30 seconds for him to scream and yell before he lands in the riverbed. And, and you know what I love, too, is so this not only has the tallest bridge ever, but it also has the longest train car ever. Because at the end of the fight, when the train with the nuclear bomb <laughs> smashes into another train, and what happens is this, this there's a stop train, the train hits it. And when it hits it, the nuclear bomb is halfway, it's in the middle of this boxcar, and it flies toward and wipes out John Travolta and kills him. But the bomb takes nine seconds to hit Travolta from starting flying. So, I mean, if you're doing the math, that th this thing's literally moving two feet per second. <laughs> it's not, like, I, I just love it. Like, that, that, I don't know, did you notice that scene, too, of how long he's, he's I, pissed? I did, and what I really took away is, so, yeah, for the people that aren't quite following is that the, the locomotive, uh, Terry Carmichael, Samantha Mathis' character, disconnects the boxcar that Travolta and Slater in fighting with the nuclear warhead, and the locomotive keeps going. Well, she inevitably kills the uh, conductor of the locomotive. And Baller move. His, and his dead body slams into the brakes, which locks up the locomotive, you know, hundreds and hundreds of yards down the track. So then Travolta's car keeps going forward, and then it collides with it. But what I always found funny is he's already up against the wall. They slam into that thing. By the time the, the inertia carries that warhead towards him, he has enough time to stand back up and stare it down. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get that awesome, awesome shot of him slowly standing back up and giving that, like, shit-eating smirk mm -hmm. that he gives Hale so many times in this movie. Like, that awful, dangerous snarl <sighs> right before the bomb hits him and throws him through the other side of the wall into you know, 35 barrels of petrol. I, it makes me so happy. Just nine seconds. He could have moved it's to the side. So, it's so ridiculous. Another thing I noticed... so perfect. Another thing I noticed about this movie is it hates helicopters, Tom. It does not like helicopters. <laughs> helicopters, what, they went 0-2 in that movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, remember on the tr on the train car blows up, Delaware Lindos blows up, and then the nuclear bomb sets the other one up. Oh, yes, 0-3. That thing blows up, right? No power is on in that helicopter, but it still manages to blow up before it hits the ground. And what did Delroy Lindo do? I know we're 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 missing on the fight here a little bit, but what? <laughs> I mean, that guy got the shaft so hard yeah, he, he pulls the dice for Hale to take him back out, and he's like, "I'll cover you." They get like one or two bullets in their helicopter, and then that pilot drives it straight into a mountain. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't I get it. So, all right, so how about this? I'll, I'll drop, since you're right, we got a little bit away from the fight. This, so this fight, it actually lasts 3 minutes and 25 seconds. So, And you want to guess how many strikes are thrown? Uh, I counted Christian Slater's final salvo at the very end. Oh, that was awesome. that, I'm going to go, oh man, I'm going to go 25, 25 punches. 25 so, punches and kicks. Punches, kicks, and throws, 50 total. Okay, I was way off. Yeah, I mean, but there's like three head bonks. Those boxes get worked. You know, they throw each other around. I just did kind of total strikes that you could point, score points for. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. if yep, you're if, if there's judges watching this fight and you chuck John Travolta into a box, a very easily shatterable box that blocked bullets earlier. Well, I guess the bullets maybe mess it up. And he explodes on it. You know, you're going to give him a point. So I kind of was, was um, checking that out. And I mean, listen, Travolta, he had the early lead. I mean, he was... He was doing, like, let's say there's rounds in this. Let's say there's five rounds. He had 10-8, 10-8, 10-8, 10-8. I mean, he's hitting them with 
with crowbars. He's pressing his finger against his skull. He's taking him down. He's knocking him He's out. getting reverse headlocks and throwing him. <laughs> yes, reverse headlocks. I love that. And But then, like you said, man, when Sea uh, Slate turns it on. I mean, kudos to what Alan Groff, he was like the stunt coordinator on this and the fight coordinators, and John Woo, of course. John Woo knows how to make violence look excellent. But I got to tell you, man, like when when Sea Slate turns it on, that's a badass combo. Do you want to walk us through that final combo? Well, it's crazy kind of building up to that really quick because like – Christian Slater is like the manliest manly loser ever. It's like for whatever reason, he's been built up to be this total wuss that Travolta thinks that he he always is. He you know, he he can't win in a fight. Apparently he's not a great co pilot, even though he's piloting a B two bomber carrying nuclear warheads over <laughs> the desert area. Yeah. So it's like this guy, like there's no reason for anyone to truly believe that he is this big of a wuss. But yet Travolta's gotten so into his head, so screwed up in his dome, that he thinks that he can't beat him in a fight. But yet constantly throughout the movie, you see him just throttling everybody else that is not named Deacons. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's that, like they, fin- they that, finally get to this fight. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, he's like his Baba Yaga. <laughs> like he's like he's the, his Baba Yaga. You know what I mean? Like the the what do you like the ancient deity you can't defeat? Does that make like he's his he's his kryptonite? It does. Yeah. So they're at the very end where Travolta's coming down with that crowbar, trying to do like the finishing move where he's trying to oh. like take the tip of the crowbar and jam it in his neck. And then Hale like reverses it and he does some weird phantom kick punch to the gut or head that's kind of hard to tell what it is. And then he comes up with the crowbar in the right hand and he's getting ready to punch him. And he gets this sense that somehow Deacons is finally on the rope. Like Deacons is all bloodied up on the nose and the mouth. And you get this moment where they go, oh, this is it. This is the make or break time. And Slater does the most badass thing imaginable at that moment. Instead of hitting him with the crowbar, he says, F's it. He drops the crowbar, and he just goes straight back into the fisticuffs. Oh, I love it. And so he starts. And he lands. Oh, I'm go ahead. Oh, no, go for it. Yeah, break it down. He lands, from what I counted, 18 consecutive punches and kicks mm. before he sends Deacons into the wall. That makes me so happy. And the final salvo, man, when he... So he does the punch, and then he does a high kick. He's like, how's that feel? Like, where did these high kicks come from, right? And, like, we're, we, there's another final fight that you and I are going to talk about in The Last Boy Scout where there's a random kick, too. Like, I love random kicks in movies. It's like, where do these kicks come from? He high kicks them. How's that feel? And then, dude, the spin punch. That's badass. <laughs> the epic spin punch, yeah. and then he does, like, an elbow, and then, like, one of those swing up to the face. So it's like he elbows him in the gut, and then he swings his hand up to the face and knocks him in the nose. And then kicks but him that, right in the gut. That kick, though. It's the like, final I don't, kick? No, not the final kick. The final kick is, is okay. And then there's also, so I think Hale lands three kicks. The first kick, he's on all fours, and he kicks up on his right foot, kicks up with the right yeah. leg, and he kicks Travolta, like, out of the box car. Like, that's a legit good kick, but that that spin kick you're talking about, it's like Slater didn't even, it's like he didn't stretch before that kick. Yeah, it's a very, it's like, it's yeah. a very odd kick with his leg bent and he's swinging in an interesting direction, but I mean, he gets the job done. Yeah, it's kind of, you got to do what you got to do. There's no, it's not a tradition. You know why I think it landed? Because let's, let's think about a front kick. It's He basically throws a front spin kick. That makes no sense. But if, yes. you, if you know how to defend against things, you're not going to see that coming. Like, that's unorthodox. It's the yeah, so you're you're thinking, oh, if he throws, like, a side kick at me, a front kick, if he throws a spin kick, I can just lift my, you know, my arm up and block it. 
But this came like six o'clock. Like, so if you're standing straight, it comes right from underneath you. It's a really hard punt. It's like, it's a, I think it's a terrible kick, but I think that's why it lands. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so bad that it works, if that makes sense to you. Hey, he had to do something. But during that final, that final flurry of his, of his 18 hits, dude, the music finally kicks in dun, dun, for most dun. of that action scene. You know, there's not a lot of there's the occasional like Travolta's twangy cowboy country theme to it, mm-hmm. like, especially when he runs out of bullets during the the gunfight preceding the uh, the fisticuffs. But it's like for the most part, it's just sound effects. Then suddenly, when he lands that first like elbow and punch, the music kicks back in at like 400 decibels, and it's like you know Slater's about to wrap this thing up. Like, he's got it going. He's finally grooving. And, and I gotta say real quick, I love Hans Zimmer's score in this. That dun 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 dun. Boom, boom, oh yeah, I love that. And also uh, Holger Gross, the guy who did the production design, his box work in this box car, excellent. Have you seen so, better box work in a box car? You no, know, I actually counted how many crates they destroyed. <laughs> so during the actual shootout, so after Slater swings in, Tarzan's in and knocks. Uh, Howie Long out. They get into uh, like the machine pistol shotgun gunfight. And during that exchange, they either shoot, dive, or knock over and destroy seven crates <laughs> during that moment. And then during the actual fist fight, they destroy four more. Bodies going through them or them knocking them over onto each other. Wow. They destroyed seven crates in that boxcar. Wow. That's... I mean, whoever packed that boxcar... It's probably going to be really angry. Now, you've done some amazing work on our Rob Roy and Count of Monte Cristo episodes for these final fights, but that's my favorite stat you've ever dropped in the history of your time on movies, films, and fl- or face- final fights, or movies, films, and flicks, for that matter. The box count. Thank you. I was pretty uh, pretty happy about that. Uh, you were thinking outside I, the box on that one. Oh, I, got, I see what you did there. <laughs> outside the broken box. <laughs> No, I was just, I was, when I was watching this again for like the third time last night, I think it first got to me when they started exchanging gunfire and Christian Slater jumps over two boxes as they explode underneath him as he's somehow firing a shotgun while flying through the air. And I was like, wait, how many did they destroy before that? And then I kept watching and then his ragged body is getting chucked into like every box that's imaginable that's around there. And it's just shattering the splintered pieces. Like they are, they're doing some serious damage inside this boxcar. And another, and thing, then they destroy the boxcar. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they blow it up. And they have a dummy too that I kind of love. The uh, the the John Travolta dummy that gets hit by the nuclear bomb. <laughs> if you freeze frame that, it looks. Uh, at least they kind of got the face right. And it just makes me happy. But this whole fight, like, so even even sea um, uh, slates. Uh, costume like I love the strategic rips in his shirt in this that was a really good Dan Moore was a costume supervisor uh, and and then uh, Melissa Berry was assistant costume designer I loved the strategic rip I love strategic rips in shirts like the rundown you know what I'm talking like you know when there's like C Slate had some good rips yeah. in his shirt very well dirtied I dug he's that. got that nice rip over his left uh, left shoulder blade oh and also when he all right so there's a scene before the final fight where he's getting dragged underneath a train and his entire back half of his body would be jello, but I appreciate that they at least tore up his shoulder. Like at least, you know what I mean? Like at that's least right. they, that's where he's got it. Yeah. And Travolta's kicking it earlier on. 
He's, he's kicking it during the fight, yeah. like booting down on it. And so at least someone who got dragged from a train finally got rubbled up. So that's kind of nice. Now I do, I do want to bring up one thing too. I really love Samantha Mathis in this fight. I, I think she, I don't know, she holds her own. That's why she was cast. John Woo said he wanted her because she wasn't like a damsel in distress. There's a scene in this when Hale and Deacons are fighting and Samantha takes the, like, separates Hale and Deacons' boxcar with the nuclear bomb from the caboose. So she takes off on it. But when she separates the trains, she makes a jump onto the other train. And that stunt woman's ribs are jello now. Like, she, that stunt woman broke her ribs, correct? Oh, that stunt woman not only broke her ribs, but her knees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was the same stunt double for all the scenes. All her falls are, like, hardcore knee first. Oh. Like, it is it is rough. She had a rough go on that movie. When you watch, how many times have you watched? So, I this is random, but in Kickboxer, the, when he beats up those guys in the bar during the dancing scene, I felt mm -hmm. like he murdered those guys. Like, I felt their pain. And I also felt the same, like, visceral rib crunching when poor Samantha Mass's stunt double just destroys her ribs. But, yeah, I mean, what hurts more? What, what would you rather have to you, Tom? A fist fight against Deacons or Jello ribs and knees? <sighs> Probably Jello ribs and knees. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I want to be that close to a nuclear warhead. I think any time that you're fighting with Deacons... There's going to be the possibility that you're going to get run over by a Humvee or blown up by a helicopter. Yeah. Or buried in a coal mine. Yeah. So it's better to have Jello ribs? I think I'd rather have Jello ribs. No, but I, I would. So Deacon's a dude I don't want to mess with. He's unhinged. Yeah, he's crazy. What what grade would you give this final fight? Now, this you know, is, I think well, after... I think 96. After, with, on the 96 level, what do you think? Well, I think I'd give it a good solid B+. Like, there you, is a lot going on with it. It's not perfect. Like, I I even put kind of a note in here that I don't know if it would stand to make, like, the top ten lists of MFF final fights in the very end. But the fact that there is so much going on, how crazy this movie is, and everything that's taking place outside of this boxcar is just otherworldly. Like, it doesn't make sense what is happening, but what's going actually going on in the boxcar between these two guys is probably the most grounded part of the entire movie. Well, hands down. It's, it's just a good old slugfest. It's just a good slugfest. Yeah, I enjoy it. All right, so if it wasn't for the, the spin punch and Travolta talking smack, and I liked before the fight started breaking out when he put the gun on his forehead for some reason just to look cool because it's a John Woo movie and you need cool gun action. Yeah. And then the, the quick pans on the detonator, and they actually set the timer off by accident, which is insane. But I know, I think, all right, you know what? I would give this a B plus as well. What do you think would make this fight better? Before we get out of here, what's one thing you would recommend this fight that would give it an A? What could push this fight over? Take out that Slater kick. Take out the Slater I would it's, have. I think, it's that, I think it's that forward swinging Slater kick. I think I would have rather seen another punch or an elbow. It's just that kick right there. Just It gets me every time. You know what it is? The perfect final fight. Like, you know how many weird questions I have during movies? When you're watching a final fight, you shouldn't have those questions. You should just roll with it. You shouldn't be taken mm -hmm. out. So that kick takes you out. For me, I would keep the kick because I think it's funny. But I would have Troll to actually use some head movement. Because his punches are very, like, his. He, it's not It's not boxing. Like, it's not, I don't even think he's trying in this. No, he's very, very stationary with it. Yeah, well, it's just head movement. Like, he just keeps his head in one spot and it never moves. Like, at least... Kind of have him do like he's talking. Like, so it's he's true. talking about Ali, right? But he never does any head movement. 
There's no head movement in this. That's why Slater's able to land all those jabs. So if he kind of, you know, weaved and, and ducked and weaved a little bit and worked a couple good punches and didn't bop so much, I would give this fight an A. So here's a question. Travolta previously had always been like a really kind of tall, gangly guy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not tall, but gangly and skinny. And then sometime there during the early mid 90s, he started bulking out. You could kind of start seeing it there in Pulp Fiction a little bit. Yeah. Do you think then he just got too ripped? His neck muscles got too big. He couldn't move it. I mean, by the time Con- hmm. I'm sorry, not Connor. By the time Broken Arrow came into play, I mean, he's a big dude. He is really filled out. But he's a dancer, though. Like, he can still dance. Like, he went and did hairspray after this. So, like, I think, like, even if he's bulky, he could move his hip, like, knees and, you know, he could do this with his head a little bit. Like, he can dance. Two years prior, he was out in Pulp Fiction busting out great moves. And in Face Off, dude, he's, like, all over the place. Like, he's moving a lot in that movie. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean... I. I don't know. Listen, he's in it. He he fights. He's fun. He he went over the top on purpose. But I just a little move. But I'm I, I hate being picky here because when I this was a delight of a fight, man. When I growing up, my brother and I talked about this all the time. So I'm happy it exists and I love talking about it. I just want a little more head movement. I just want to throw one scenario at you really quick. Mm-hmm. So when C Slater, they finally run out of bullets. Travolta runs out of bullets. Hale has what you assume to have one more round in the shotgun, and so they're squaring off in the box car, and he's. And Deacons is like, don't shoot me. I've got the detonator. See, I push this button, it, it deactivates. I push this button, and it activates. What's just to stop Slater of just shooting him in the face with the shotgun and going over and picking up the remote? That's an amazing question. That Wow. I was watching that last night, and I'm like, he is five feet away. There's no way Travolta would be able to have the reaction time to press any of the buttons. So yeah. The only thing I could think of was... C. Slates just wanted to finally have his go at him. It had to have been because even when he they, knew yeah. he knew his time was coming, yeah. he was bound to win something, and this was it. But man, what a gamble! And it paid off, and it led with him doing a flying boop boop to the nuclear missile. Oh, I love that! And he waited. Slater spends Slater spends more time flying through the air than he actually does like running around in this game in this movie. He looks at the detonator, and instead of just pressing it right then and there. He waits two seconds, jumps out of the thing, and then presses it. Jumps, rotates, spins back in, because I'm sure it's an IR signal. It's got a direct line of sight. Rotates in midair and presses it. So cool. He lands terribly, too. If you jump like that. He should have broken both his collarbones, for sure. There's a lot of jello ribs going around. But he got his $20 back. Yeah, he did. Then he dropped for Terry Carmichael for some reason. I assume they were about to make out. Yeah. Dude, Terry's cool, man. I like her in this movie. She's a she's a badass. She takes out that train conduct the 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 train conductor easily. Dude has an automatic gun. She just plugs him from seventy feet away. Yeah, with her pistol. Badass. That's a heck of a shot. All right, well, well, this was fun, man. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. All right, so for me, Mark Hoffmeyer, and for Tom Schreiser, this is Final Fights. We'll see you next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.